Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. It's been a while since I've been here with you. Happy to come back and record a podcast. Appreciate all the feedback we've been getting. I want to talk today about motivation. Uh, I got into door-to-door sales when um, I was probably right around uh, 19 or 20 years old, and I I was in door-to-door sales for over a decade, probably I think a total of 11 or 12 years <clears throat> that I knocked on doors. I sometimes wonder, there was a video game that I played that you could, there was like statistics for everything. So um, how many miles you had walked, how many, uh, you know, uh, treasure chests you had opened, how many bad guys you had killed. And, and it was just this open world game and you could see, oh, in my X amount of days played, I've, I've, this, these are all my stats. And sometimes I've wondered how many doorbells have I rang? How many doors have I knocked on? <laughs> how many people have I pitched? I did it for a long time, but, uh, with sales, the job was completely commission. Um, a lot came down to motivation. You know, people were, uh, people were out there in the summer. We would have a summer sales job where we went out to a different market for a summer and we worked basically 20 weeks and we'd knock on doors and it was six days a week, Monday through Saturday. And then we'd get out and work from, you know, one thirty or two, two o'clock in the afternoon to nine or nine thirty plus three more doors. So almost everyone is working the same hours. I'm sure there are people who are quitting early and were taking breaks and chilling in the park or whatever, but, um, people work in the same hour, but motivation became a big thing because you start off. And when you start off in a job like that, the motivation is money, right? You want to make money. You want to, um, pay the bills. And for some people, they've never made good money or some people have a family and they have to support. So there's a motivation, right? And then they work. And for uh, some people, even just the difference between a single guy or a single uh, sales rep and then a married person, the motivation is different because the married guy has responsibility and he has children to pay for. And he's got these things where a single guy's like, man, I just like a really nice car. And um, so dealing with people's motivation was a big thing. But one of the things that I learned over that time was not let my motivation be a shallow thing and change from, uh, not let it be something that I have to like constantly work on. And I don't, I didn't want to need hype to do my job. Right. A lot of the motivation was like people would come in and get psyched up and they'd watch like a motivational video and be like, I'm going to go crush it. And then by like 7 PM, they were just emotionally drained. So I wanted to be able to keep myself emotion was a big part of it, but I wanted to be able to keep myself emotionally stable that I could go out and work. And from, if it got to eight o'clock, you know, that we, we had this term in a uh, sales that if you didn't sell, we called it a bagel because a bagel, you know, is in the shape of a zero, like you bageled, right? And so there was this uh, thing that we referred to this mystical creature that if uh, called the bagel monkey, that if it got to like six, it got to like seven thirty or eight and you hadn't sold yet, it's like the bagel monkey would come and jump on your back and you'd, you'd like, you're realizing, man, I've only got a couple hours left to knock and I got to get a sale and I've been out here for six hours and I've got two hours left and I don't have a sale yet. We called it the bagel monkey, right? So um, it was interesting, but to see uh, like how that um, uh, how that worked because you would, um, yeah, that it was all about emotions, right? So there would be people who, there were guys who if they didn't sell by five o'clock were already emotionally drained and were like carrying baggage to the doorstep. And, uh, and then it comes to prime time at like 5.30 or 6 o'clock when people are home 
And then the person's like out of it because they've had a bad first three hours of the day. So being able to be like emotionally stable was a big thing. And it's one of the things that being a door-to-door sales taught me is that even if things don't go my way, that I just stay calm and collected because there were, t- there were days that I would get out there and have, have tough days and things just didn't go my way. And then it would get to nine o'clock at night and I didn't have a sale. But if I could stay cool and calm enough, sometimes my sale was at nine o'clock. There were times where I knocked on a door at 935 and it was my only sale for the day. And it's like, if I had been all out of sorts, man, I've had nine hours of rejection. It's been a tough day. It's hot out here, blah, blah, blah. I just want to get home and just, and just like exhausted and beat and let it get to me, the disappointment. Um, so, so, and you, uh, so I'd have to be able to figure that out emotionally. Right. And so that's where this whole training on motivation comes from is really from a background of sales. And then, uh, what I learned and what helped me, because you'd see people who'd come in and they would have a good week. And when they're doing their best, they're like all psyched. And then they've got like eight for the week and they're like so excited. And then the next week comes and maybe we change areas and the area is a little different and they got to learn. And then they're not having a great week. And then you're there on the same day as the week before the Thursday of the week. And because instead of six sales, they've got one sale, they're like discouraged. And so the motivation level was totally different where the week before they were so psyched to get out to the area and work. They were like, I just wish I could have a day off. Well, what changed? Well, the motivation changed. So I want to talk a little bit about motivation and some of the things I learned. I'm going to read from Habakkuk chapter two and verse one. It says, I will set up, stand up on my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what they will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie, though it tarry, wait for it because it'll surely come. It'll not tarry. And then it so it says, write the vision and make it plain. There's a couple steps, I believe, when it comes to anything that you're, that you, any changes you want to see. You need motivation for changes. You don't need motivation for your normal everyday stuff. You don't need motivation to get up and make coffee in the morning. You don't need motivation to get up and, I mean, maybe you need motivation to get to work, but it's like when you're doing something that's difficult. So like one of, part of my story is losing a lot of weight. I went from 245 pounds to, I got down to 160 something. I'm probably mid 170s, 180 or something like that now. But um, uh, that takes motivation because you have to make sacrifices. And so number one, the first, the first key in finding motivation, number one, if you're taking notes is desire. You have to figure out exactly what you want. You have to figure out exactly where you want to be. You have to, you have to be able to look and see I'm here and I want to get there. If, if you don't know what your destination is, you can't expect to get there. They did a Harvard study and of a hundred students that they studied, only three of them had their goals for their life written down. They came back after 15 years and those three people that had their goals for their lives clearly written down and mapped out were making more money than the other 97 people put together. And so you see the difference between writing the vision down. So you have to determine, first of all, where am I headed? If you're wanting to lose weight, all right, I'm at X amount of weight and I want to lose 25 pounds. I want to get down four sizes. I want to, uh, I want to talk about this just because it's, you know, it's, it's part of my experience. Maybe it's athletics, maybe it's academics. I want to be a champion. I want to, uh, whatever. I want to get good at the sport. I want to get good at this instrument. I want to, I want to do something. I want to, uh, read this many books in this amount of time. You need to clearly define where you want to be. Maybe it's, if you want to be married, I want to be married. Well, that's a little bit of a challenging one, but I believe there's preparation time for marriage. It's becoming the husband or the wife that someone would desire, right? 
So um, what is it that you want? What is your goal? You have to figure out, it starts with desire. You have to figure out where you want to go. And then number two, you need, to, uh, you, need to, you need to write down why it matters to you. There needs to be an emotional tie-in for your goal. If you have a goal of making a certain amount in, in a year, there has to be a reason why that matters. If you have a goal, like in sales, we would have a, a day called the whys. We do our whys. And so we would have goals of I want this much money this year. I want to make this many sales and then why it matters, right? What, okay. So you want a hundred sales. You want to make $150,000 this year. Why? Tell me why does that matter to you? Because if there's not an emotional tie in, if it's just, Oh, I think it'll be cool. Then there's not really that tie in. You know, if someone's just as happy with 30,000 as they are with a hundred thousand, then, then there's no emotional buy-in. So you have to figure out why does this matter for me when I was losing weight? I remember the moment when I was playing basketball at LA fitness, I had a gym membership, basically just to play basketball. And I was like 240 pounds and I was playing basketball and I remember playing basketball for a couple hours and coming out and my knees were aching and my ankles were hurting. And I just realized, man, this is just because of the extra weight that I have on. And I was like 21 years old. And I thought to myself, man, if my knees and my ankles are hurting this much at 21, what are my knees and my ankles going to be like at 80? And I thought about my 80-year-old self. What instruction would he give to 21-year-old Ryan? And he would say, bro, lose the weight. <laughs> and so I remember that moment. And then the, the reality sunk in, man. People go on the show called The Biggest Loser and they lose 50 pounds in 40 days. I can, I can lose 40 pounds in 40 days doing something radical. And, and so there was, a, there was a, a, a vocalization of why it mattered. I need this because in, in 60 years from now, my knees won't be able to handle this extra weight. And so that was enough motivation where there was an emotional tie-in for that. Some people don't want to let themselves fear that, feel that. Why does it matter to you? What, why does it matter to you? Where do you want to go and why does it matter? And then number three, write it down. Number four, make a decision, uh, make a quality decision, write it down, make a decision that you're going to do it. And then uh, not only vocalize it, but schedule it. This is really where a lot of goal setting gets lost. People set goals and they have ideas of where they want to go, but it never makes it into their schedule. If it doesn't make it into your schedule, it doesn't make it into your life. I remember listening to a, uh, a world famous artist. If you, uh, I told you it was, you know it was, but he was talking about his creative process. And he said, yeah, I just sit down and I spend hours at the piano playing. He said, I get at my piano and I just sit and I play and I play until I find something. You know, and he found his songs. He would just sit at the plant, piano and playing. And that's dedication. That's work. It's like people who draw. I just sit and I'm drawing and I'm drawing and then I drew this character. I'm willing to bet that these characters that came like Mickey Mouse and just famous characters that we have, uh, cartoon characters and different things came when people were just sitting and just spending time drawing and drawing and drawing. If you want to get better at something, there needs to be the time of practice. There needs to be the time of doing, whether that's reading to sharpening your knowledge base, memorizing scripture. There needs to be a schedule. If it's getting in shape, then there needs to be a schedule for your exercise. How many days a week do you exercise? Uh, are you committed to those days? You know, I found that in sales that if I was, if I, if I made a commitment and to my schedule, then I didn't have to have motivation to go sell. So for me with work, I just decided I want this many sales. This is why it matters. And then I'd go out and then I made the commitment that from 1.30 to 9.30, I wasn't going to take any breaks. I would knock on, I would walk fast. I had like my rules, right? Walk fast between doors, pitch and transition confidently. I have a good attitude, pack pack snacks so I don't have to go back to my car, ask for coffee on the doors if I need to pick me up. There were like rules that I had. So I was never walking to a gas station. I was never going to sit at a park. I, I would, 
And then even to going to bed earlier, it started the night before going to bed earlier so I can be rested, eating good protein and a good sized breakfast in the morning. There were things that I did to make myself don't take calls, don't take text messages during that work time. So there were things that I did that were my commitments so that I could say, hey, I believe if I give my best and I'm continuing to grow and then I do these things, I believe I can realistically hit that goal. I wasn't coming in year one saying I want 300 sales when the top rep did 280 the year before. I was realistic. It was a good, it was a goal that stretched me, but it was realistic. And then I went out and I, and I, I put up my guideposts to success. So what are your guideposts? If it's losing weight, then there needs to be commitments. There needs to be, I don't eat past 8 p.m. or 6 p.m. rather. I don't drink any calories. I don't eat high calorie foods like nuts and cheeses. You know, whatever. I don't know what diet plan you're doing, but there needs to be a plan and there needs to be a commitment. So there needs to be a decision. There needs to be, you need to write it down. And then there needs to be a schedule that it fits into. And then lastly, if, if necessary, if necessary, get accountability. You know, when I made the commitment, I would see it where people never made a commitment to work all the hours, but, and so every day they'd go out needing motivation to go out and sell, where I just said, I'm going to go give it my best for my customer. And so I found my wells of motivation. You know, the deepest wells of motivation are actually helping other people. You know, when money, money motivation runs out quick. I, I remember the, I remember my first summer when I started making good money. And then very quickly, I wasn't making money to pay the bills. I was like, I was making, I was making, I had to find a different motivation. And, and my brother said to me, he said, if you will make the customer, helping the customer your motivation, and then honoring the Lord with your work, working hard for the Lord, you'll never run out of motivation. And that's what I did. I spent time thinking, like, from a customer's perspective, imagine being, I was selling alarm systems. So I, imagine being a homeowner, come home to a break-in. And so I got my deepest well of motivation be to honor the Lord with my work and then to help people. That I went out and I truly felt like I was helping people in their in their um, in their life. And so with anything that you do in a career, if you can see that this is helping somebody else, there'll be a deeper well of motivation for yourself. We're not really meant to be self-centered people. So when your motivation is only just you and even for well, how do I do that for losing weight? Well, you do it because man, when you're when you lose weight, then your body will be able to last longer. If the Lord tarries, you'll be more effective. You won't have to be in the hospital. You know, there's things that come and I, I I'm not prophesying over every, anybody, but there's things that that generally weight gain being very overweight brings. And maybe you're not very overweight. You know, I know this is getting weird. Um, Maybe you're not very overweight, but maybe it's just, hey, I want to make these changes. Well, this is going to help me have more confidence, which will help me to perform better in my job and help me be a better witness. Whatever it is, whatever area that that you're looking to improve and that you're looking to change, if you can find a reason why, and then you set your schedule. The schedule is really, for me, what takes the emotion out of it. One thing I didn't want is that I had to psych myself up every day. But once I could make a commitment, and 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 because I see myself as a person of my word, when I've made the commitment, I stick with the commitment. So number one, starts with desire. Number two, figure out exactly where you want to be, or that's part of desire. Figure out exactly where you want to be. Number three, why does that matter to you? Vocalize um Uh, why that matters to you. Number four, write it down. Five, make a decision. Six, schedule it. And then lastly, if necessary, get accountability, someone that you commit that commit yourself to. I believe God's looking for us to become disciplined people, people who can make a decision. All right, I'm waking up now from now on at 7 a.m. I'm going to bed at midnight. I'm going to have a bedtime. I have a wake up time. And and I'm going to I'm going to be a person who's who's disciplined to be in the word to to 
to, to do, to go after the things that I feel like are important and that God's put on my heart. That's what I got for you today. We love you. Uh, if this podcast has helped you, well, uh, if you would share it on your Instagram, your social media, and we'll see you next time. God bless.